Welcome, foolish mortal, to the Spooky Chris Podcast. I am the aforementioned Chris. Uh, this is my micro-podcast. You can find everything you could hope to, to glean about me uh, and that is fit for consumption at SpookyChris.com. I am a writer, uh, oddball artist, and two-time short filmmaker, um, and this, as I said, is my wee little podcast of Strange. Being that we are heading full steam ahead towards uh, Halloween, and we're just, gosh, a couple weeks away almost, um, I figured, I figured, you know, recently I would, I would buzz through the Halloween series that uh, Scream Factory had put out uh, a few years ago, about three years ago, four years ago, gosh, maybe longer, it's been a few years. I remember because it was a big deal when it came out uh, because it was one of the things where fans had really wanted it for a while and and the hope would always be for a box set, but it was doubted because the films were kind of with different studios and it was different filmmakers and it was just, it was a lot to pull together. So the fact that we got it at all was a small miracle. Um, and it's a, it's a great set. It's There's this weird stuff about it um, it's weird that memory sir, and it's funny because I just watched all of them, but I didn't, you know, go through the extras again. Um, it doesn't offer the, maybe it does. I can't remember if it offers the hol- the television and, um, theatrical versions of Halloween. I know it doesn't offer the, the ho- television version of Halloween 2, which there's, there's differences in both those versions of the films. Um, the big omission was that there's the theatrical version of Halloween two from uh Rob Zombie isn't there and that was vastly different. Uh so it's there's you know, it's it's there's weird stuff like that. It's weird that they put the extras disc in the Halloween two box. I mean it's a great way to save money and I I mean honestly that should be more of a concern. Um it's just it's a it's a weird thing, um not to have, have had it in its own little like slipcase. Whatever. But going through the series, and I, I, I blogged about this, you know, each movie. And I used to be, that, that this used to be my, my kind of go-to uh, slasher franchise. Um, you know, I, I liked, I love the Friday the 13th movies. I, I like the, most of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, I like some of the Texas Chainsaw Master movies. But Halloween was kind of, you know, I loved Michael Myers. I, and, and I just, I loved... More than anything, I love the first three, um, and I like the fourth one. But but in seeing it more and more over the course of the years, you know, Friday Thirteenth is a is a better. It holds up better in that um, Friday Thirteenth always got what it was, um, and it, it's weird because we're Halloween. Halloween, I can't as I say played safe, but like it did do different. They do they try different things. That's what's interesting about these franchises. They will kind of try different things from time to time to, to keep kind of keep it fresh. And they did that with Halloween. But Friday the 13th kind of knew what it was and never really betrayed Jason, frankly. Um, the most you could say that they did would be Part 5. And, you know, if you know, you know. Um, you know, I mean, they gave him different looks and they did different things. I mean, a lot. I guess there's a lot of fans that would say that uh, Jason Goes to Hell is a betrayal in that Jason, quote-unquote Jason, is barely in it. But again, he really is in it. Um, 
and I, I can see the issues people have with it for sure um, because it takes the idea you know it's it kind of a, a Nightmare on Elm Street thing where it's that he's possessed by a demon-y kind of thing and it can body hop so it's Jason but not so I get it um, it's not quite a Friday 13th movie like you're thinking but frankly that deep into a franchise uh, you needed something different you need something kind of weird um, I mean, yes, heck, I, I look at the Saw franchise, which is generally well-made franchise, generally well-made films, but they took all those movies, and I think they, they're eight, and they never progressed anything, like, and I've talked about before, they, it, it, when it's all said and done, it, it basically, the, the moral of the story for the series is that people cannot change, they cannot be better, and that we're all doomed, and that's a depressing message after that many movies. That's a lot of time to sit and watch people be tortured just to come up with that ending. And I feel like there wasn't a lot of thought put into what it all meant. They were just kind of going movie to movie and then kind of trying to like, oh, we can create this bigger, vaster plot, which was cool. I like it. There's Some of the reveals are great. But... um without a unifying theme at the end, it kind of feels like a big kick in the biscuits. I, uh, Paranormal Activity did that to me with uh, the ghost dimension. Because I liked it. And again, they advanced things and they were throwing things out there and kind of doing different different ideas and, and kind of uh, expanding the plot. But they didn't wrap it up in any kind of a satisfying way. The alternate ending is actually almost a little more satisfying, um, to be honest. But yeah, it just wasn't what I would have hoped um, when all of a sudden done. But back to Halloween, I still like the I like the series. It's a fun series. Um, let's say first is, is you know is a classic. You know it, it has its limitations, but it's absolutely a classic. Um, I watched it in the new order, so I watched the 2018, and I actually really that's my second favorite. Uh, Halloween movie now. Uh, it actually does really well by Michael. Um, it kind of see, and that's the thing with with the the big killers is that you kind of have to get who the killer is, and that's the thing is like Freddy always kind of quipped, but when they leaned too much into it and made him kind of a, a stand-up comic almost, it became more about the humor than the horror and the special effects more more than the the, the scares. So they kind of betrayed the character, you know, until you got to Final Friday, where Wes Karen finally got it back on on course again. And with Michael, uh, the problem that you have with the later movies is there's no motivation. Is he he his figure changes, which again, whatever. But like, sometimes he's a little pudgy. Sometimes he's tall and thin. Um, sometimes he walks with purpose. Sometimes he meanders. And again, whatever. But they just. Michael is, for me, was always a character driven by this kind of unseen evil. Like, he is... And it's funny, it's funny, I say funny all the time. Malcolm McDowell's version of Sam Loomis says in Halloween 2, like, there's a, a quote, like, where he says that he's a shark. He, he, Michael is a shark. He is always moving forward to whatever his goal is. And we don't quite know what his goal is. And I don't know that we he needs to have the... Like, my my only problem with uh, 2018 Halloween is that the obsessive focus on Laurie, and it may just be 
that she's the one that got away. And because she got away, he wants to kill her and all of her family now because that's kind of like um, kind of like a fellow where you take a couple pieces and then like someone takes you take two of theirs and they take four of yours. So she survived and now there's two, quote, quote, two more of her. So he has to kind of end the bloodline because that was what he was doing. He was a shark killing people. And now he's kind of obsessive compulsively trying to kill Lori, but in so doing, like, he kind of feels like he has to kill the bloodline, kill her daughter and her granddaughter. And again, he may not be able to delineate that they're not all the same person. Um, we don't know his deeper thinking. Um, we, you know, you don't know anything about him other than he was just this boy that killed and then shut down, essentially, until he turned back on and went on its killing spree. So we don't know. We don't know what his cognitive abilities are deep, you know, deeper down. But yeah, I liked the 2018 one quite a bit. Like, I liked it more this time than I did, you know, even necessarily when I watched it the first time. Like, I liked it. And I'm, I'm more excited for Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends than I was for any other of the movies. Because I feel like they have a direction. I always say that my problem with modern slashers is I wish they would work in... I wish they'd take a page kind of from Marvel, but more on the Marvel comics and work in eras and kind of arcs and like do a two or three film for even, you know, like whatever arc of a story for Friday 13th or whatever. And it doesn't have to be, you don't need to, I don't need to know Pamela, you know, Pamela Voorhees was assaulted as a young woman and she had an abusive father. I don't need to know this weird mythology. I just need there to be a storyline that arcs. And again, you don't have to kill Jason at the end of it. You just have to have it mean something. Um, that actually is one of the things I liked about Friday the 13th is that really the first four movies are... I mean, all, the first six are connected. But the first four really are run close to one another as far as timeline. And I loved that, and I still do. But I mean, even in five, you have... Is Tommy Jarvis carries over from part four and even into six, though they changed kind of what Tommy was about from five, five to six, and I, I get it, but, um, but yeah, Michael, they never really kept true to who he was, and then they changed who he was after, like, first it was Lori, and then Lori suddenly had a daughter, and then they, you know, they, and it's weird, because they rebooted Halloween, kind of, because, over and over, because part four followed one and two, like, Jamie Lloyd is the daughter of Laurie Strode, who they kill off, and they, you know, I think they, they reference it briefly, and, and it makes sense that Jamie Lee Curtis wouldn't want to come back, but she, they just kind of reference, like, oh, yeah, gosh, blah, 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 her mom, she died, mom and dad died, blah, 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 and somehow Michael exists, he's out in the world, and it's weird, because they never say he just was on walkabout for years and years and years, and then he comes back, and he's hunting her. And I always, I do kind of like that Michael has a supernatural element that's never discussed, but it's kind of there, because he's shot an awful lot, and he can, he can track down uh, Jamie really well, it's, you know, it's blood, but it's weird. And Jamie carries over till, you know, uh, well, I actually forget, she carries over into part six, and then they get rid of her again when she's, she, like, that whole thing is a mess, part five and part six are messes. Six is better as the producer's cut, but both films are just messes. I, I applaud them for trying to create a reason, a reason behind Michael. I mean, again, you were five movies into it, and then six movies. So, 
it makes sense that like to try to think of a Halloweeny kind of spooky reason that he could, would be driven for all these killings, and and I do like that. I I, I do think that's pretty clever. I, I give them that. But I, I also think that it just made a mess of things. Um because they didn't really they didn't do a great job of fleshing it out into anything and 6 is is sloppy because they show early on like a huge crazy cultish uh underground lair underneath Smith's Grove sanitarium how that works I don't know and I get it it's a movie and sometimes you need to step back and say it's a movie I I it was funny cuz I I shooting a, a movie for some people and these two guys kept like arguing about stuff, and it's like I, you know, I'd be like, I guess I never really said that thing like that. And one, the one is like, I always do. And there are people like that, and they, that's their thing. They love noticing um, mistakes and flubs and like inaccuracies. And I get it, man. Like whatever, whatever kind of enjoyment you can get out of it. I just never paid attention to that stuff. It just doesn't mean anything to me. So I can look vast a lot, but some things are just too much. Um, I really like, and then you get to H2O, like the Halloween 20 years after, and they kind of rebooted it again. They kind of decided, look, after Halloween 2, nothing existed. We're back to the regular timeline, because we have Jamie Lee Curtis back. And H2O is really good. Um, it has its its flaws, um, but the characters are actually interesting again and likable, because outside of Jamie from uh, 4 and 5, you didn't really care about anybody. Uh, well, I guess Sam Loomis. You cared about Donald Pleasance, though he was given less and less to do as he aged. Um, but yeah, you actually kind of care about the characters. Uh, it's fun. It's a it's a fun movie that throws scares in. Um, they seem to get Michael Wright, and oh my God, they had a great ending for the series. Um, and I just wish they would have. And that's what stinks is we had a chance with part four to kind of go in a completely different direction and shake things up and just do something interesting. And H2O had a chance to kind of end things, end it on a great note, and then figure out what you want to do from there. Like, give you a new opening. Like, hey. And you can even say Part 3 was kind of a reboot, too, because they were trying to do something different with the franchise and fans didn't want it. So Halloween's almost a series that keeps trying to end and it just won't... The money people won't let it end. or won't let it change. It just keeps being what it is. Um, so it's it's awkward. Um, but I liked H2O. And then you get to Halloween Resurrection, which just is a mess of a movie. It was them trying to be like topical and get into this reality TV thing. And it looks awful. It plays awful. The characters are just... just atrocious. It's like, it's one of those movies that you just, it it's a, it feels like, and, and I again, I do not bash on, I, I get how hard it is to make movies. So, I, I do get it, and I don't bash on movies to, as, a, as a gag. Like, I don't think it's, like, fun to, to trash something people worked on for months and that millions of dollars were spent on. But, in saying all that, it just doesn't work in any way. Um, even the ba- basic premise of Look, the Myers house wouldn't exist. As late in the timeline as that, it was a murder house. It would have been bulldozed. Um, because no one would have bought it, so it would have been bulldozed. Like, they would have tried to sell it a couple times. And it may have actually been sold, you would think. Um, 
but we'll say it wasn't. Well, then they would have bulldozed it and built something else. Like, there's no way it's still standing. Um, and, e- and, and even if you say, well, it's still standing, there's no way they'd let people film in it. So you, it's one of the things, like, the initial premise, like, they're going to let a, a national TV show film there? They, no. So they should have made it, and I wish we were, like, if they were to make it now, it would be better, because you could have gotten people that are trying to do a viral video, and they sneak in. And then they get up in the mess. Um, that would make more sense than a, uh, a regular TV show. But yeah, Resurrection is just a, a hot mess. And that kind of did in, Michael. Um, until you get to the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, and that, which I just watched. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this. Um, it's interesting how much hate those movies get from fans. And on one one hand, I get it, because they are so vastly different than the rest of the franchise. Um, he, he t- like, but, I, like, well, so Halloween and Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie ones, are not fun. They're not fun movies in any way. Um, they're brutal. They're mean. In the second one, it's mean-spirited. Um, it's angry. Uh, you get an angry Michael in it, so it's just it's it's weird, and I get it. So as a franchise thing, I absolutely get it. But standing on their own, and I'm sorry, but you have to kind of look at them on their own because there there are two movie series basically. This was a prestige director in horror coming into this, like huge fan of Michael Myers and, and Halloween and everything, and he tried to do what he what. He brought his style, his aesthetic, to the franchise. Um, I don't know what fans were expecting. Um, I mean, I don't even know what I expected. Uh, But he made two super interesting, well-made, incredibly well-acted, like... I would say, be- well, no, better the best acted movies in the franchise, hand hands down. Um, the the newest Halloween is a clo- is a close second, but Daniel Harris chews it up in Halloween two, just like destroys. But you know, he brought something that I don't think anyone expected. And again, not anybody wanted. They didn't want a realistic, rah, They didn't want a real ish. Um, version that kind of explained things. And, and again, I get it. Sort of. Um, the Halloween franchise has always been one of those things like you kind of look forward to around the Halloween season and it's just fun. You go in, it's a slasher movie. I think we expect so little from slasher movies. And that's the fault of them filmmakers and the fault of us is we kind of just want to go in, turn our brain off, and kind of go and watch people get killed and have some thrills and chills and then go home and be like, that was cool or whatever. And he made two nasty, gnarly, 70s-influenced movies that were, like I say, you kind of almost need a bath after them because they are mean as heck. Um... I don't agree with all of his choices at all. I'm I'm kind of after see, you know seeing a bunch of his movies now. I'm kind of over the handheld reliance he has. He set designs some amazing stuff, but he does handheld in this grainy film look that drives me batty because it kills any details and it gets like some of the dark like in night shooting stuff he does. You just it's it's a mess. 
So I don't like that. I'm kind of over his white trash American family aesthetic that all of his movies are full of. Um, it, it works in Halloween, though it almost is too on the nose. But Sherry, Sherry Zombie's, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, she's good in it. Like, she's good in Halloween. Um, I can't say Halloween too because she's not given a lot to do. She just kind of, you know, slinks around as a ghost. Kind of just looking weird. So you can't kind of, I can't fault her or credit her on that one. But Halloween, she's good. Um, uh, Scout Taylor Compton? Taylor Scout Compton? The, the young actress that's the lead in the two Halloween movies is great. Like, she does a good job. Well, she's good. She's very good. Daniel Harris is great. Um, gosh, and it makes me sad because she's so good at Halloween too. And it's funny, Rob Zombie gets a lot of crap, um, and I give him a lot of crap because he's a dude who's super talented, but seems like he splits too much time between music and filmmaking, and that he can't concentrate on one or the other. And right now he's stuck in a heck of a rut where it's just he's making the same type of movie over and over again, and I'm over it. Like, all of the endings are bleak, um, there's no hope, there's little humor, it's just, it's, it's, it's a joke that's been told, and he needs to challenge himself and do something different. The thing is, he could. He has the talent, he has the eye, he can make the heck out of a movie, but he needs somebody to write it. Halloween, Halloween 2 actually pretty well written. Uh, Halloween 2 just gets, the dream sequence stuff gets a little, that's a lot bit much um, but otherwise the writing's actually pretty good um, I love like it's funny too because I think we lo we like kind of scary monstery slashers I mean you would think Michael is brutal in the, uh, the Rob Zombie ones absolutely brutal um, and I again I understand people didn't like that he took the mask off that he's a person but they kind of, like, it's interesting because there's still a supernatural element. Like, Michael is so disconnected. And they kind of, he tries to explain it to you. That the mask is his way of hiding from everything. So he doesn't, Michael doesn't exist with the mask on. He is the shape. But there's a point where Michael becomes the shape. And in the second movie, you kind of see that there's not much of a difference. Um, so wild man looking kind of long hair Michael Myers is the shape, like, he, he has devolved so much, he is just, a, 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 he is a shark, he is a machine of death, and he's trying to put a family together that never really was even together, um, it's funny, because, uh, people are always like, you know, you know, didn't want Michael Myers to speak, and I get that, like, I don't either, but, Michael always could speak, he just chose not to, um, that was, you know, he was that shut off from humanity, he, he was, outside of humanity. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to me. Um, like, the two Halloween movies, he, it's great because Zombie cast a ton of recognizable people and gave them stuff to do, like, let them act. These are all actors, and not all of them are great actors, but he let them all act, and he gave them stuff to do. Like, he didn't have them go, like... Because that's what bums me out about so many of these these throwback kind of, like, let's get the band back together, horror films where it's a bunch of old um, 
familiar faces is that it's basically just them showing up mugging kind of like oh hey everybody look at me I'm so and so from back in the day remember me from this movie like they don't give them much to do they just kind of show up and cash a check and I love that he gave them stuff to do he gave them acting um uh, uh oh my gosh uh Brad Dorif it's great. He's fantastic in Halloween too. Um, and again, like he's a great actor, and he's given a lot to do. Um, I wish fans could kind of step outside of the franchise and take a look at things, because the movies are, like I say, they're 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 better than people want to want to think. And especially, it's weird because horror fans seem to like have a thing for these super violent, super dark movies um, like Frontiers and oh gosh, I'm trying to think the other big one that's out there, Martyrs which are, you know, Martyrs are great but they they seem to like it on the indie level, but since this is a, a a studio movie, they don't like it, it's, I don't know, it's weird and it's super weird for me, considering how mediocre most of the Halloween franchise is. One is great. Two is good. Three is not good, but fun. Um, four is okay. Five is terrible. Six is terrible. H2O is good. Eight is terrible. So, and then 2018 is really good. So, what are you protecting? <laughs> like, like I'm sorry, but five and six are awful. Resurrection is awful. I'd almost say Resurrection's the worst movie in the, in the series, but that's taking something from 5 and 6. So I feel like that's a three-way race. So I just feel like it's one of those things where our memories serve a franchise like this better than reality. And again, you don't have to like the movies. You don't have to like a hyper-violent Michael Myers um, that was a, an, like an angry kind of serial killer kid that turned into this. You don't have to like it at all. Absolutely get it. Uh, but uh, you should at least applaud the guy for doing something different with it, for trying something different. I wish he could, it would have been interesting to see what he wanted, you know, if he got to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to do a two-film series where the first one was basically the making of Michael Myers, and the second one was him as Michael Myers, like as the shape. Um, that would have been interesting as heck. You almost get it. I mean, the first hour and change is just the preamble to, to Halloween night. And again, like, I don't... 31 was just a, a mess um, of a movie that was just done for fan service. And same with Three from Hell. It was fan service that was... I was worried he was going to do it, and he did it, and it, it, it was... It hinders the reputation that carried forth from Devil's Rejects. It's been a long time since he made that movie. And I think he needs to get back to kind of his roots, but his roots of making good movies and, like, just kind of doing something interesting. And I wish he'd challenge himself. And I like, told a friend, I get it. He's, he tries to do what the fans like. I think he does it to have fun because he gets to put all his friends and people he knows in the movie, and it's, it's, it's like a fun time. I get that, too. But I also get the kind of concern and, I don't know, I don't want to call it fear. He works in the music industry and the movie industry, and both both industries are rely solely on what's your, what's your last you know what have you done for late, me lately? What's your last hit? 
So you don't get a record contract if you do something too different. Because they're going to be like, yeah, that doesn't sound like Rob Zombie. Because I wish, in my heart of hearts, the guy would just go totally lo-fi, put a band together of famous people if you wanted, and just do a Misfits kind of a band. Like a horror punk band, horror, just like, because that's kind of his thing, without the Rob Zombie shtick. Um, and just go lo-fi. I think that'd be incredible. Oh, God, it would sell. It would sell so big. Um, but I also wish he'd do the same with his movies. Is stop bowing to what fans want. Make a movie you want. Like, I, I, I wasn't interested in his hockey movie, but, like, it would have been nice to see him do something different. Or Tyrannosaurus Rex. Something that challenges him. And for God's sake, get out of the 70s. Oh, my God, I'm over it. I've seen the 70s movies. And I've seen 100 movies that want to be the 70s movies. Just... You don't even have to make a modern movie, but just get out of the 70s, for God's sake. Stop going for that aesthetic. Jeez Louise. But I love Halloween. I love this season. I'm sure I'll do another podcast about it. Um, and I, I do love this franchise still. Um, they're fun to watch. They're fun to kind of just get into. Um, I, I regret not kind of sitting on the couch and just kind of wrapping myself in the movies, but I, I'm... I'm on the clock right now, so I can do what I can do. But I really do think it's interesting, personally, that the Rob Zombie movies are given so much grief when he was trying to basically breathe new life into a character that had kind of been beaten into the ground. So I'm just it's weird. That's all I got to say. I hope you are well, my spooky friends. This is Spooky Chris. Again, you can find all my stuff at SpookyChris.com. Go buy a book. Do me a favor. I got a kid coming. <laughs> I had to feed that little girl. Go, go buy a book or two. Give you give yourself a, a, a creep and share the scares. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye. <laughs>